Watch who? And welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are, well, we're still here at the Palace Theatre in Victorian times. We haven't moved since last time, but we are here tonight. (laughs) We're just three, four weeks. We're still (laughs) here. We're stuck here. And I'll run out the palace. Yep, and you all have your VIP tickets too. The season 14 Doskers! Yeah! Welcome, welcome everybody. I trust you all had your canapes on the way in, served by the lovely robots of Not Death. So yeah, here they here we are. Everybody's in. I can see everybody here sitting around. We've got um Eldrad and her crew up there in the box. We've got Oh, we've got um Giuliano and Marco. They've arrived together. <laughs> Yeah, I see that the um, from the Muppets we've got. <laughs> we've got all the Muppets here. <laughs> all the Muppets here. We've got the old guys from the uh, theatre. Yeah, we have. We've got um, absolutely wonderful um, entertainment in the bar from Martin McCutcheon later on. So <laughs> she's she'll be doing the whole of My Fair Lady to make up for when she didn't do it last time. We've got um, Professor Watson and Miss Jackson very smart tonight we got all of the crew of the sand miner here in all of their wonderful hats it's looking great isn't it it's looking great out there it looks fair yeah yeah and we've got um obviously ghoul and casey helping us out on the stage tonight <laughs> yeah although i mean yes i agree and the-, the dungeon has been closed for the evening the tours will commence again later yeah absolutely and we've got Dungeon, the the canal, you know what I mean. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what you mean. I just said yeah. <laughs> you know where like they had the where the giant rat was and stuff. Oh the sewer. The... Oh yes, the sewers and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where. Um... All that is currently closed while the ceremony's on, but after ceremony they'll commence um, post ceremony. Yeah, tours. The, I think the master and the time lords are conducting the tours down there later on, so you can all do that. So yes, it's season fourteen. We, we never get over getting through another season, do we? <laughs> I think you said say, season 16 at the start. No, did I? I think you did, because I just... I'm, when you went 14, then it threw me. Oh. I'll say welcome to the season 14 Doskers at the end, just in case, and I can edit it in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start that again. <laughs> well, yep, season 14, another season down. Yeah, I know. It's been a big change, this one. Like, a lot has happened. Like, we started out with Sarah Jane just carrying on as usual after three years, and then right at the end, we've got Leela, my fair lady, with a knife, and the Doctor of Sherlock Holmes. It's big, you know, a lot has happened. Different console room this season, a lot more horror. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's fitting that we're in Victorian times for this one. And this ceremony we have a few extra categories to announce so our members would know about this but we haven't officially announced this yet we've got two new categories as demanded by our listeners (laughs) (laughs) we probably wouldn't have chosen to do them because it makes the doskers extra long but no it's worth it it's worth it to get down and find out what what people like or what we like what am i talking about 
I don't know. We can't do every category. I'm just going to put that out as a caveat, but we've added these two. Yes, yeah. So um, <laughs> no more requests for categories. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to go through them all. It is tough. It is tough. Not, it, is, it is a test of, of memory a lot of the time as well <laughs> for both of us <laughs> to go through these. Yeah, just remembering the season sometimes. I've, I mean, you know I find that hard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we better start then because uh, we've got a lot to get through. Um, and so here we go. Lights down, everybody. Have we got? Is Katarina doing the lights tonight? Yeah. There she is. There she is. Buttons, yeah. She's yeah, doing the buttons. It's the well, it's a very more sort of simplified version actually because it's Victorian times. I not my um, theatre technical knowledge of Victorian times. They would have had a electrical light, wouldn't they? Oh, I don't know. I guess so. They, they must have. It wouldn't have been candles, would it? So, they yeah, they must have. have. I'm just trying to think, because obviously you see on TV all the recreations. Do you think it would have just been more like the spotlights, though, running but through? Even like a massive spotlight, that would have been a lot of electricity, wouldn't it? Hmm. Oh, my. Yeah. Are, we, are we just talking, like, complete nonsense and everybody, like... I don't know. I think I'm And everybody knows. Oh, okay. No. Well, there, anyway... There, um, Katarina's up there doing whatever she's doing to make this place look amazing. And also, I should say, all of our findings tonight and announcements will obviously be double-checked and corroborated with our now independent adjudicator, Lucas, on our wiki page. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've got it up in front of me in case you need to reference anything. It's so handy. <laughs> so um, I'm sure he's up there with Katarina somewhere listening in. <laughs> Yes, it's like that is literally like um, at Eurovision when the results are come through and we have to go to the official adjudicator. Yeah, he's so. he's always going to be there now at the Duskers for us. So we've got back up. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Best uh, villain first. The nominees for best villain are Eldrad, the Hand of Fear, strange form or not, Eldrad lives. Zoannan, the face of evil. Destroy and be free! Destroy and be free! Taron Capel, the robots of death. Here are your further orders, Seven. And Magnus Greel, the talons of Wang Chiang. No, sin, you fool! Stop, stop! Obey me, sin! Obey Greel, your master! Okay, so four very good contenders there. We were pretty much the same i think on this weren't we so we did think other people we thought about was hieronymus from the mask of mandragora uh the high priest from that story as well but i he wore purple that's all we remember so yeah yeah no <laughs> um well, the master didn't make it um and chancellor goth didn't make it he was close i did i did suggest chancellor goth um but we didn't really go for him i think magnus grill or wang chiang had to be there because he was a big villain, big presence. And in Robots of Death, Taron Capel was... A, I don't know, he made that story. He was a, a good villain in that story. We also went for Zoan and the computer. We both agreed on that, didn't we? Yeah, a bit of an unusual one, I think. But we've had evil computers before, like we said, like Boss and Votan and stuff. But Zoan seemed to have a bit more of a personality and was part of that whole story. If Zoannan wasn't that mad villain behind it all, none of that would have happened. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we loved Eldred, didn't we? Yes. Uh, great villain. 
but also one that was quite um, thoughtful and was a proper rounded character rather than just a shouty, shouty person. Uh, we didn't have Lee Sen Chang as well. We didn't include him in the end because he was sort of working for. Yeah, we we sort of like to be the. We were like not the real mastermind of it, more just benefiting and leading. You know. Yeah, it was an interesting season for because I think back Hieronymus in the 60s, wasn't a person I had down on mine. What you you wanted Hieronymus? Yeah, that was on my list originally. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah, and then um, I I said not Hieronymus and Dask instead. Yeah, I think if you put had to Hieronymus and Dask, I think like uh, most you'd of go this up. we agreed on. I think that was doing the only one that we like. I mean, Hieronymus, he was pretty bad. Um, yeah, but in the same way that, like, that's why we didn't have other guy on as well. So, yeah. Or would you like to announce the winner? Yes. And the winner of best villain is Eldrad. Yay! There we go. Hey, Eldrad. Okay. Here he is. No. No, no words. No words. Just, just running off. No, just gonna got it. Just gonna got it and run away. Oh no, we had we had Ghoul on the piano there doing a little tune for us. <laughs> oh yeah, so Eldrad, well the both versions of Eldrad yeah. were very memorable, and uh, oh I'm just sorry I'm just in a bit of shock that Eldrad just sort of did a grab and run then. I think that's oh, very Eldrad though, isn't it? Just like get in, yeah. get what I want, get get your hand in and go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hand on the prize and run away. Maybe a bit surprising for people because I think maybe like Taron Capel and Magnus Grill were sort of more evil. Actually, because Eldred had that bit of a sympathy to begin with, well, particularly and then it changes. I mean, there's three versions of Eldred, isn't there? There's a hand. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I don't really count the hand, but it is because the hand. But the hand is what influences into... Sarah Jane. Yeah. Okay. So there's the okay. hand. Then it's the second form. And then we have yeah. the third. And the second form in particular is very good. It's very striking and strong and just really memorable. So, like, and we talked about that when we talked about the episode. Like, just really great. Yeah, I think, yeah. I Actually, I was quite surprised that you liked Eldred so much. But I think it was that relationship. And it was pretty much the Doctor, Sarah and Eldred in that last part of the story so you got to spend a lot of time with them and find out oh yeah from episode three onwards yeah it was just basically them yeah so um yeah very well done very memorable and i'm sure uh they will come up again in future um so before we go on to the next category i'd just like to thank henry gordon jago for use of (laughs) the palace theater tonight he manages this place and has kindly donated the whole place for free so there we go. Give a give a round of applause for Jago. <laughs> uh, and there are Terry Nation drinks being served behind the bar by the Vok robots. Edith has the night off. She's gone out on the town tonight. So it's all I got all the robots to do all the catering and everything tonight. Oh, fantastic. So there we go. Edith deserves Edith's done a lot of Doscas, so she deserves a, a break. So uh, She deserves a knees yeah. up too. She's somewhere around the Yeah, home, exactly. She yeah, and she's having a great nations, time. You know. Yeah, yeah. Terry nations are just everywhere we go, even in Victorian times. Yeah. Right. So, let's go on to the next category: best monster. 
Of course. Yes, we only have three. So that's the first thing to say. And the nominees for Best Monster are Eldrad, The Hand of Fear. I created this world! The Robots in Robots of Death. Orders accepted. I, I, I understand. Mr. Sin in The Talons of Wen Chiang. Yeah, only three, because in terms of monsters, there wasn't that many this season. Well, cue everybody now tweeting us to say all the monsters we've missed, but I couldn't think of any others. And, and Eldrag even... Monster is more of a hand in form at this point, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, because I'm really confused about when. I just think it's all the... It is, like, Eldrad... It's sort of 50-50 as a monster in the, for me, Alien creature, if we're saying alien creature monster, then yes. And the look of Eldrad is amazing. Um I wouldn't I'm just talking about the the being as well as the hand, not just the hand yeah, in the yeah. box. On the edge there. But we didn't really have any others. Like robots, they look amazing, they're doing a great job tonight serving everything. Really strong look for them. Uh, and they were quite menacing. The only other one we had on the list was the giant rat. And I was like, no, I can't, I'm not having that giant rat make the three. Well, yeah, giant rat would have, if giant rat was there, it would have been there just for to make up the four. And, I mean, we've had other giant creatures, haven't we? And, I, again, very, as a monster, not, not deserving of an Oscar. Uh, and then Mr. Sin was actually a creature, wasn't it? Because it had, like, the heart of a pig and a, well, sort of a robot, wasn't it, with the heart of a pig? Monster, so, yeah. I, I just creation. creation. Yeah, it's been very monster-like. We've had some seasons where there's so many monsters. And like this creatures. one is not one of them. They're more like human-y villains, uh, even even this lot. So, yeah, it was quite tough. Okay, well, I'll open the envelope and find out. Hopefully Eldred... Eldred, stay nearby, just in case. <laughs> uh, and the winner of Best Monster is... Mr. Sin, the talent of Wing Chiang. Yes, Whoa, here he is. He's got his knife. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> keep away, keep away. There you go. Take it. Take it. <laughs> He's scary. He's terrifying. He is terrifying. <laughs> and that is why he won this monster. <laughs> yes. He's terrifying. Like, the robots are very close because um, they looked amazing. But that, as a... As a monster, I like that. With the, especially going around with a knife, and even when Leela throws the knife at him, he carries on going, like jumping out at that guy in the in the alleyway mm. was really scary. So everyone, when you're coming, when you're leaving tonight, <laughs> we've got extra bodyguards on outside. The robots will be doing double duty to make sure there's no Mr. Sins out there. So um, I think well deserving and really memorable, and everyone like really likes that story so i don't think that'll be a surprise next my favorite as always and i always say that uh best supporting character and this was this was a lot to choose from but i think we have a good shortlist yeah so the nominees are giuliano from the mask of mandragora there's so much we could learn from you spandrel from the Deadly Assassin. I want to know all you can tell me about this master. 
D84 from the Robots of Death. Those letters were signed by Taron Capel. And double act Jago and Lightfoot from the Talons of Wang Chiang. I say, I say, I say! The funny thing happened to me. Has she got the gun? When, when I look at the list, there's so many people that we talked about. So, see Giuliano, you loved his legs. I loved his legs. Uh, and Marco as well was great in that. We had Dr. Carter, Professor Watson, Miss Jackson from Hand of Fear. <laughs> I always say Miss Jackson. like She didn't actually do very much. She walked around with a massive pass on her. But still, <laughs> she, she's always going to get a mention. Uh, uh, Span, uh, Engin and Spandrel were the two old guys. Uh, but Spandrel was the more detective-y one. And we liked him. Um, yeah. Uh, no one really from Face of Evil. We did say Thomas, but no one from Face of Evil, really. I mean, the thing is, the, the ones we've got, all right, Giuliano and his legs might be controversial, but equally really made that story, like, was very much the supporting character of that story. Um, same as Spandrel was. Same as D84 was. Like, these... These were people that really were the ones that helped support our main characters to do their yeah, bits. We also were talking about Paul, Paul from the Robots of Death. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because he was sort of helping quite a bit, but then he had that robophobia and didn't really do very much, just sort of hid under a table for most of the time. So he didn't really support the story as much um and i'm sorry paul is not able to come tonight because obviously all the robots are serving food he's he had a bit yes. of robophobia so he's watching on the time space visualizer at home we're beaming it out to him got a live stream <laughs> so, going yeah so hopefully paul you'll be all right just don't look at the robots you'll be fine <laughs> oh my god imagine if paul met mr sin <laughs> oh my god he'd be god. terrified we're all he's terrified. like that if he's like that after meeting D84, meeting Mr. Sin, he definitely wouldn't <laughs> be all right, would he? <laughs> exactly. We've all got robophobia after Mr. Sin. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, Jago and Lightfoot, we put them together because they have got 13 series on audio and, <laughs> and they work really well. Are you finished we really on that, Mark? No, I just think it's funny saying that every time. Can't say well, that about anyone else. I, I wish I could say that. You said Jago, and I was like, let's just agree that these two are a double act, and let's have them. like we both agreed, didn't we? I think you said it, and I was like, I, I'm happy for that. Like, like in all fans' minds, they are always together. Right. So then we just put them together as well, and that's yeah, that's why they're here together. We didn't have Julio and Marco as a as a pair, though. We could have had. We could have, but I I didn't think of them that way in the same way. There we go, waving up to them in their box up there. I hope they're having a good night. Julian's already showing us his legs. <laughs> yeah, there they are, waving over the balcony. He's on his fourth Perry Nation. <laughs> yes. Um, also, I oh, I will have to shout out and just say, special mention, the ghoul was mentioned. I just hate calling her ghoul. I just think it's really weird. <laughs> ghoul like, was mentioned, yes. Ghoul was mentioned, but absolutely did not do enough i'm sorry to be a supporting sorry, character David. In, yeah i mean edith did more than ghoul let's you know a lot of i mean katarina did more than ghoul so oh, katarina um, definitely did more than ghoul yeah so it's just really weird because in the credits the lady that that played ghoul is called patsy smart i always think 
Patsy Smart is the name of the Victorian lady, but it's it's just weird that they didn't give her a name. Yeah, yeah. It could have just been Old Lady by the River or something. But or Old Lady? Is just, yeah, I just think, um, and he is in the credits, Ghoul. How odd. But um, I've said Ghoul enough now. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> enough ghouling. And, um, I mean, we talked about a lot of the guys on the Sand Miner. They're there having a great time. They've got... Um, They've they've been in um they've been mining for two months. They're having a great time at the bar here. They can't be <laughs> pleased enough to be out of there and at the Doskers. Um but um Zilda, Toos, uh Yvanov, uh they all get on now. They did they did all right, didn't they? But they weren't they were stood out in other ways. Like they stood out because he was a dickhead and she yeah. acted yeah, yeah. badly. Like she didn't stand out as oh my god, they're amazing support. So that's why they didn't make it. Now, the ones we've uh, got here, this shortlist I'm very happy with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, would you like to announce the winner? I would. And the winner of Best Supporting Character is... Uh, 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 uh. D84! Hey! Ooh, oh, oh. Absolutely. There we go. D84, put down those can- canapes. <clears throat> put down those canapes and please come up here. There he is. Oh, great. It's, um... There he, there he goes. He's so great. He's actually not allowed to speak, is he? Because he's no, which is why he's no words for us this evening. So, but. No, but he's he's very grateful. He looks very happy. He's given us a robot smile. <laughs> no, yeah, he was really great, actually. We didn't talk about him a lot in our episode on that because there were so many other things to talk about, I think. But he did. We talked about our love of him. We talked about how much we loved him. We did, but we didn't go into so much detail. So we'll have to remember D84 for future, I think. Let's carry on. Now, here we go, everybody. A very exciting, exciting moment. Make sure you're all topped up and uh, you're all ready for this, everybody. Right. Just wait for Martin McCutcheon to sit down. There we go. Right. (laughs) New category, everybody. Best outfit. As suggested by some of our listeners. So this comes from a, our clothes watch. Yes. So best outfit. Shall I say the nominees? Yeah. Okay. So the nominees are Giuliano's tights and outfit in Musk of Mandragora. Sarah Jane's Andy Pandy outfit in The Hand of Fear. And Leela's theatre dress in the talons of Wang Chiang. Yeah, so we only went for three. I think people are going to be surprised that Leela's face of evil tribe outfit isn't there. Yeah, we did talk about that, but I just thought the theatre dress was so striking. And like, it was supposed to be her My Fair Lady moment, wasn't it? It was a great reference. It was a stunning dress, and it was the first real time, other than like, that outfit that she's like, poor, this is not the tribe woman that we've had the whole time. This It was a real, like, this is a companion moment. I felt anyway. It was like a, a full transformation to the fact that this is not just some tribe woman that's with the doctor. This is a companion that's with the doctor that's with all the different outfits as part of the different parts of future and history and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we talked about the Dr. Sherlock Holmes outfit as well. Um, we talked about Zilda's outfit for some reason. I don't know. I just thought you Zilda's liked that was outfit. amazing. It was the sort of foil, the weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about those hats still. I don't think they 
they were award worthy. They were just unusual. I just love Giuliano's legs and tights. You love Giuliano's legs. Give us a wave of those Yay! legs, Giuliano. There I'm we go. And Sarah Jane's Andy Pandy outfit, I think we all know what that means. Like, that is very... Out of all of her outfits, actually. I mean, you've liked a lot of her outfits. And that is the one that... I see that a lot of conventions. That is a cosplay. Yeah, Like, loads of people wear that. But it's it's very easy to do. But it's also such, like, an iconic of the era sort of thing as well. Like, the time that we're in and... Yeah, it's a, and it's just a great outfit. And it's even commented on, isn't it? Like, they even say, like, the one that looks like Andy Pandey. It even gets, like, that. So, it, yeah, it's just such a great outfit. Yeah. Do you know what? I've, I was thinking about Dungarees the other day. I've never worn any. I might, maybe I should try some. Yeah, try some. I don't know if they would suit me. I don't know. I feel like I'm too tall for Dungarees. You long ones, though. Yeah. I mean, generally, they are quite long. I have to roll all mine up. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's something I could I would wear out or not. I don't know. I'd have to get used to them, I think. It's just something I've never worn. But maybe I should try and find some. Maybe not like Andy Pandy ones, just like Find your tribe, find know, some, your Dungaree tribe just, and Yeah, just some make like denim ones or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love my denim ones. I've got three, haven't I? I've got my denim ones. Oh, yeah. You wear like, quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. I've got denim. I've got sloths. And I've got um, some burnt orange ones. Do you want to announce? Yeah. The winner. I will announce yeah. the winner. And the winner of best outfit for season 14 at the Doscars for the first time is Sarah Jane's Andy Pandy outfit. Yay! Yay! had to be had to be and unfortunately Sarah Jane couldn't be here tonight she got dropped off in the wrong place in the TARDIS uh, so D84 will take that to her um, we'll get that to her and I'm sure she'll be very pleased with that <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if that actual outfit still exists in like you know collectors stuff because when you know like Doctor Who Experience and stuff sometimes they have like original costumes and things there's been some of I think there's some Sarah Jane ones there I don't know if those actual ones that exist maybe they do somewhere i'm sure someone's got it's just such it's it's such a great outfit yeah yeah well done and a really good one for our first oh my god when we get quite a few of these when we remember every time to do (laughs) the outfit category we can do like a little fashion segment or a fashion i'll do like a fashion guidebook to all of the winners a fashion tea towel yeah some kind of fashion thing when we have all those outfits together or I could like try and make them all oh we're not doing that again I remember my hat (laughs) remember Mark and his making of hats (laughs) yeah do you know what I might try and make Sarah Jane dungarees you're going to make Sarah Jane dungarees I don't know (laughs) <laughs> let's move on I'm sure it can people of do of course they, they do, do. Conventions. you make your things out of paper I no I'd make it properly I'd make them properly I'd rather make that than Giuliano's top <laughs> <laughs> next cosplay I'll be Giuliano from the Mask oh of Mandragora God. and see how many people get it yeah see how many people get the uh, <laughs> reference to the tights yeah okay right next category then uh, best story so we had six stories this season 
and we've got it down to four. So the nominees are... Hand of Fear. Don't forget me. Oh, Sarah. Don't you forget me. The Deadly Assassin. Oh, I, I say, weren't you expelled or something? Um, some scandal? Oh, it's all been forgotten about now, boy. Oh, really? Robots of Death. Yeah, I suppose it's also a coincidence that as soon as you two arrive, three of our people are killed. Talons of Wang Chiang. Some paperwork commands my presence yet a while, but I shall doubtless descry those lugubrious lineaments at the crepuscular hour. Hmm. I think we've... I think... If you've listened to our previous episodes, you would have guessed that because we didn't really like... The Mask of Mandragora. Story-wise. We did, but but it was just a bit... It didn't go anywhere as a story, yeah. And Face of Evil, similar. The story... There were bits of the story that we weren't really happy with. Like, we liked the characters and stuff. So then that leaves these four. Like, Hand of Fear... Great again. We loved Eldred, Sarah's last story, Dungarees, you know, all of that. Miss Jackson <laughs> and the nuclear manager guy. Whenever you say Miss Jackson, I get that. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> uh, Is it sorry, Miss Jackson? But I get that da, 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 in yeah, my head. Every that's what time. I did. Yeah, sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> There she is with the nuclear manager over there having a Terry Nation. <laughs> having a night off, of course. They work They work really hard at that power station, especially since it blew up. They've had to rebuild it. Yeah, um, of course. And Deadly Assassin, we've not really mentioned that one, but that was a quite a big story in this season with all the Time Lord stuff, Doctor on his own, the Master. A lot happened yeah. in that one. Leela. Uh, no, Le- not Leela. Not Leela. <laughs> it was just the box set. Sorry, I'm already mixing things yeah. up. And Standard. The Robots of Death. We really like that one all round. And Talons of Wing Chiang as well, which a is story. a really good one as well. So really strong. Even and for a six part as well. You know, you you enjoyed it. So Yeah, yeah, I, I really did. So um and not many six parts can say that. So <laughs> Although actually no saying that, like some of those seven parters you liked, I think. Sometimes things surprise you, but generally I'm a four-parter fan. I like a nice rounded story that concludes well. And I don't mind a six-parter if it can follow through. If it justifies being a six-parter. Which Talons of Wen Chang did. Okay. Um well I'll announce I'll announce the winner. Okay, so the winner of Best Story, season fourteen, is The Talons of Wen Chiang. Yay! Yay! Of course, a round of applause in the Palace Theatre. Yay! I we we often choose the last story of the season. I wonder. No, it's not because it's the freshest. It's. But generally, I think they are. They tend to be the strongest. I mean, I don't think they really went for the whole season finale thing. Maybe something bigger happens in some of them. So, what do we have? Hang on. What was last? I'm just going to consult our wiki and see who won. We've definitely had like... Oh, yes. I remember... Yeah, last season. Seas of Doom was last season. The six-parter with the plants. And then the one before that was... The one before that was... 
Genesis of the Daleks. That wasn't that was a big six-parter, but it wasn't the end of the season. I think we, uh, there was one more. It was towards the end. Then what do we have before that as well? Let's go back into oh, Invasion of the Dinosaurs was um, the third Doctor one. So yeah, like, like a season of Doom last season was. We've had like um, oh, what was the one with um. Ah, uh, gosh, my gosh, um, I can't. The one in the t- in the village. The one in the village, Android Invasion. No, and there was the gargoyle. Oh, the demons. Alive. Yeah. The demons. I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I just couldn't think what it was called. The demons was the last in the season, though, wasn't it? Um, yes, it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had like, not not always, but we have quite often I think a lot of the time the end of the season one they probably know at the start that that's going to need the most work so it's either the longest or it's the one that like needs the most tech or the most build up or something like that whereby that's usually and usually not always but usually that's why it's the most impressive even if it's like it'll be the doctor's last story or someone's last story or something like that you know there's usually a reason why the last, even if it's nothing story-wise to build to. Why did we give on. best story to the underwater menace that time? Because we enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it's just funny. Just looking back. <laughs> just looking back at our thinking. <laughs> anyway, yes, really good. And here is Ghoul to collect the award for us. Thank you so much, Ghoul. Don't drop it in the river. <laughs> Thank you. There we are. Right. Icon of the season next. We're halfway through. The categories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think there's 10 categories now. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. No. And that's Yeah, five. that's not bad. That's not bad. Everyone make sure you're topped up. You've got your, your drinks and everything. Yeah, you're all doing well. Time Lords are all getting a bit sloshed over there. Excellent. <laughs> we, they're serving crispy master treats. <laughs> Uh, and oh and here's Mary Whitehouse she's here to watch the show everybody be on your best (laughs) behaviour no no violence please (laughs) Leela put your knife away Mr Sin put your knife away Uh, knives knives away everybody right um, icon of the season oh this is a good one so well there's just one winner we just announced who it is on this one do we yeah icon yeah we just say i have three we had we We had what we talked about we got we had a short list and then we we decided to win no we never do we never do we've never had it before icon yeah no we've oh yeah you're right you're right yeah 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 we just say that one uh and i think it's a i think this might be a shock do you want to announce Yes, okay. So the icon of the season is the TARDIS console room. Yay, the new TARDIS console room. We were trying to think, what do we think of when we think of the season? And ironically, we do think of that control room and the new one. Yeah, and the definition of icon of the season is something along the lines of someone or something that has influenced that season for better or for worse yeah something that you that we remember that sticks out when we think of season 14 what's that thing what's that major change what's that that really 
Yeah. I mean, we we did talk about Leela, Eldred, and the Doctor, but I think I don't something about that console room. I really love it. I like the wood paneling and the it's sort of a darker feel. But also, that's in a lot of the stories as well, like the Talons Wing Triangle, Robots of Death. Well, We've got a yeah, bit that color palette. Since we've seen the console room, so it's nice to see it again, and it be this dark wood. Mm, yeah, but it, it just sort of follows through into the stories as well, in a way. It's that that tone. There's a bit of a yeah, tone yeah. in this story, which started actually, yeah, in Mandragora. It was quite dark. What else do we have? Yeah, Deadly Assassin. Yeah, it's just got that weird. It just, I don't know. It all fits. And there you go. Tardis console. There we go. Well done. I don't know how we're gonna. We're just gonna put that award in the console room. It's gonna be on top of that little plinth in there it in the background with some wood. It'll be in yeah. the wood there. Yeah. It'll be there somewhere. So um, we'll get um, we'll get someone to put that in there for us. We have the time laws to sort that. The time laws can come and collect it for us. They'll sort it out. So uh, what's the next category, Mark? The next category is best regular. Yeah, it's a nice short category. Very short, yeah. So we've only got the three. The Doctor, Sarah Jane, and Leela. Newcomer Leela. We've had... Who did we have last time? Let's just see. So Sarah won last season. The Doctor won the season before that. And Sarah won the season before that as well. Like, because Sarah Jane was absolutely amazing. And she did two stories in this season. I don't know, it doesn't feel like she was in this season. Seems ages ago, doesn't it? No, yeah, it does. It really does. And we've said that um, the doc, like Tom Baker, the Doctor, is just still one hundred percent consistent. I, it's going to be really interesting watching in order right the way through, just to see if he does change. I feel like he's still on that same level at the moment. He's still serious when he's serious, and he's still got those. Maybe he's a little bit more serious than he was in that first when he first started out. But the Doctors always take a bit of a while, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different relationship with Leela than it was with Sarah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But maybe we can talk about that next season when we get into more more of that. And Leela's had a great introduction. I mean, she's had three stories. I'm really glad you like Leela because I wasn't sure how it would go. I don't know because she's such a difference between Yeah, Sarah but I think I, I was just ready for that. I was just ready for something so different. Yeah. Should and, we yeah, announce... I've... Oh, yeah, sorry. okay, sorry. No, yeah, go for it, yeah. Uh, do you want to announce the winner? Oh, yeah, I'll just get the envelope. Thank you very much. From Mr. Sin, just handing me that <laughs> from his magic box. Uh, and the winner of Best Regular is... Leela. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, here she is in her wonderful theatre dress to collect the award. Yeah, I was, what was I going to say? Because I never, I wasn't always a fan of Leela. I always thought, mm, um, I didn't always like her character. I did find her a little bit annoying, I think, back. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying, I think, again, in order, watching her and knowing how amazing Louise Jameson is. I should tell you, actually, I haven't said this yet. When I met Louise Jameson, Right. I'll just tell you a story. Why not? Um, so it was this really small convention in Cardiff a couple of years ago. And it was down at the... down at the, Actually, not too far from you. Down at the Novo te- Novotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like down the bay. A uh, really small thing. And it, it was like a fundraiser thing. And it you paid like 15 quid and it was coffee with Louise Jameson. 
And uh, so you sat in the in the hotel bar, and there was like four of us and her, and we just sat around, had a drink, and she just chatted for you know just about Aww. anything and everything. And I was a bit shy; I didn't really ask too many questions. I was just listening to her, and she just talked about all of this stuff and it was great and actually that was the one where I, before I'd gone up and got something signed by her and she was saying oh what would you do where do you work and everything and obviously I was working in at the gates yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I was talking about that and she was like and I was saying you know, it's a small theatre arts centre place in Cardiff and she was like oh I'm looking somewhere for my new play uh, tell me about it. I was like, I was thinking, oh, I don't think it's going to work there. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I didn't want her to go there because I was just like, it's not going to work. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no. And so, anyway, I gave her the website and all the details and stuff. I was like, have a look, you know, and everything because she was, she was just like really interested. And I was like, okay. Aww. And then when we had this chat, someone was asking about like what you do next. She's like, oh, well, I'm going to be touring my play. It's like sort of one woman like play thing that she was doing. Uh, and she was like, and oh, I was talking to someone earlier, actually, and it might be, and I, and I was like, oh my god, she she didn't realise it was me. So I was like, I should say something. I was like, yeah, that was me you were talking to earlier. And she looked at me, she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, what a faux pas, because she, she completely forgot that she had talked to me about it. Uh, and then she hugged me and she was like, I'm so sorry, and she was really embarrassed. I didn't mean to make her really embarrassed, but I couldn't just like she was saying, I was talking to this young well, man. Just in case she said anything, yeah, I know. In case she said something, but she was so nice. Um, yeah, she's talking about her time in EastEnders and all the different sort of jobs she's done and working with Stephen Burkoff. Oh, I know the name. So, um, he's, oh, I hate Stephen Burkoff. He's done a lot of plays. He's got a certain style. Um, I don't think he's a very nice person because she was saying she was doing this play. It was like quite recently she'd done it and he was just so horrible and she she was getting really, she got really upset and like cried uh she was the only woman there uh and they were really horrible to her that she was saying uh, about this play and um i don't like stephen burkoff because i did him i did a play of his in a level drama and it was really awful and terrible okay, fair enough. <laughs> so he's not a great he's been in doctor who he does come up in doctor who stephen burkoff uh so we'll talk about that when he when he does and he had a bad time on doctor who as well okay. um but yeah I've, yeah I've, so i've met louise jameson a couple of times after that and uh yeah, she's always really lovely to chat to and stuff. Did you know she was in EastEnders? I didn't, know. no. She was in it in sort of the late 90s. She was the DeMar- Rosa DeMar- the DeMarco family. Okay. She was like, they, they didn't last too long. I don't think they were that popular. She was in it for, yeah, sort of towards the sort of late 90s. She had a regular part in it. Um, and she said some really interesting stuff about being in that as well. But yeah, there we go. That's my Louise Jameson story. Next category. Yeah, next category. <laughs> oh, another new one. Yeah, let bring it. Best cliffhanger. This is a good yeah. category. This is a good category. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't think of this one before, actually. But um, shall I read them out? Yes, you go for it. Okay. It's difficult to explain these ones. So, the nominees are The Hand Coming Alive in the Box in the Hand of Fear The Doctor's Foot Getting Stuck in the Train Track in the Deadly Assassin The Doctor Drowning or Being Drowned by 
Goth in The Deadly Assassin. And Zoannan shouting, Who am I? in The Face of Evil. I should have written down the actual episode numbers that they were from. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Everyone knows it. We all know it. It's all fans listening. It's fine. (laughs) We all know what we're talking about. I mean, they're great. They're great cliffhangers. We had some really great moments this season. The Hand of Fear box is definitely one we remember. The moving of the hand. Uh, The train track as well. That was one I definitely had on my list as well. Sort of a... Little train coming towards you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it didn't seem that way. But yeah. Oh, and um, oh yeah, the drowning at the end. I'm I'm whispering because Mary Whitehouse is here and she doesn't like us talking about this. Yeah. Uh, but drowning at the end of uh, that episode in the Deadly Assassin. And then just all the echoes of the Who Am I? Just like the drama and the tension of it. That one shocked me the most when I first saw it. I have no idea, and I was like. It wasn't like I was a kid or anything. I was like 20 or something when I first saw that. And I was like, I don't know, it was just odd. It was just unexpected. You still feel that. That's really interesting. So, yeah, I think they're really good. And, yeah, like you said, I'm surprised we haven't had this category before. It's it's a cool category to have. I mean, we did also talk about the face, Mountain, in Face of Evil, the Doctor's face, Leela and the Rat. I wasn't wasn't as impressed with that one. No, I wasn't either. Uh, Mr. Sin... Again, award winner Mr. Sin coming through the door as well, and um, Leela ripping the face off uh, Magnus yeah. Greel as well, which I think is very memorable for people. They're all quite, they're really good. This time is really good, and last season as well. They're great for cliffhangers, and I do love a freeze frame cliffhanger. I, I know. The drowning do. one was freeze frame. It's that same director every time, it's just that oh, one director it? that does freeze frames. He loves the freeze frame. <laughs> so, um, I think they should all be freeze frames. I think they've they've missed a trick there. Um, <laughs> Do you want to announce our winner? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and the winner of best cliffhanger is the hand in the box. Um, the hand in the box in the hand of fear. <laughs> I was going to say hand Yay! of evil. Then, yeah. I mean, it's such a good cliffhanger. You Absolutely. You just don't expect it. You just don't see it. It's really memorable. Sarah's in that Andy Pandy outfit. like. And audience, if you look under your seats, you've all got a hand in a box. Yay, for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> free Tupperware and a hand. Yeah, okay. I don't know who's coming up to collect that Eldred, I suppose. It's your hand. It's your hand. You better come and get it back. Well, I've dreads everywhere of wise of all these hands in boxes. Yeah. Right. We've got two to go, haven't we? Two more to go. Right. Can I read my own writing? <laughs> what the hell did we write down for this? <laughs> I've re- you might have to tell me these. What Do you want to announce these? I mean, I've nominees? got them, but they're in random order, so you're going to have to remind what the category titles are. Uh, the nominees for but worst mo. Oh, sorry, you didn't announce. You just then did. It's fine. We just we hadn't announced what category it was. And we oh no. yeah, so it's worse. It's worst moment next, everybody. Sorry, it's um, which is a regular favorite, I think, of our listeners. I feel like it is. We talk a lot about worst moment, and it's, it's just a bit harder. But to be fair to Doctor Who, yeah, it is getting more and more difficult. That's a, that is praise to the production team and the 70s that it is more and more difficult than it was 
you know, sometimes you get a season in the 60s where it was very easy for all of those moments. Um, but at the right now in time, as we are in the in 76, it is very difficult to find anything that's a that's a problem. So, but we have found some. So. <laughs> <laughs> the nominees for worst moment are. The robot's shoes in the robots of death. Zilda's upset acting scene in the robots of death. <laughs> the giant rat in the talons of Wing Chiang. And Lee Sen Chang's casting in the talons of Wang Chiang. Chang, shoot 15 peasants learning this flick. Ooh, we've got some faces out there in the audience thinking about this. I mean, uh, let's do this bunch. in reverse. We did talk, we don't need to talk about it again because we talked about it extensively in the episode, but we've talked a lot about the casting. So, I mean, we don't, you know, go back and listen to that because we had quite an extensive discussion on it. But um, it's something that definitely wouldn't be happening nowadays. And I think it's good that we've recognised it here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Giant rat. There's always one thing that lets down a great story. I think, unfortunately, it is the rat or what you thought it might have been a dog in the sewer to begin yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> I was so confused what it was. And then when I did see it, I was like, oh, that's so bad. It's a shame because it's a great idea and it does fit so well in that story. And it's just that they just don't have the money or the capability at that time to make something as effective than that. They They did shoot it a lot in the dark, though, because you couldn't see it very well, which is... Sometimes they don't do that in Doctor Who. They just, you know, there's. I'm sure there's been monsters where they're just like, let's just show all of its flaws in bright light. They they were as clever as they could to not to be quite close up and not really see it that much. So you try and use your imagination a little bit. But um, even those close ups, they just look. It just looks a bit too fluffy and a bit too. It cuddly. looks like you know toy rats. The literally one has just made a big version of that. And when I think of giant rat, I think of something like scary and like red eyes and like, you know, and it, that's not what that was. <laughs> no. The, although I have to say the new version on the Blu-ray is a big improvement. It does look much better. That's that's what they've done. Um, but because it let that down, that's why it's here. Um, Zelda's robot sh- scene was the other oh, one, okay. one that we talked about. So, I mean, <laughs> we just have to be real specific here. Zelda's acting was absolutely fine throughout, apart from that one scene where she's crying in a room and then starts screaming and saying, you did it. It's your-. Like, But it was just so bad. <laughs> and it had been, like, there was nothing to indicate that it, sometimes we have bad acting and, like, from the start it's bad. But that scene was just, I don't know whether she just had lunch and, like, come back in and wasn't feeling it. Like, it was just so bad. Like, we watched it separately and we were both like, that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, maybe the backstory, maybe she can get her motivation. She wasn't really sure what she was upset about. I don't know. Something to do with the part, like, I think it was her brother dying or something, and she found out the documents. I mean... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Zilda. Like, <laughs> she's was, great in the rest of it. So good when in she... the rest of it, and then just that one scene. It was just so like hammy and bad. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> I think some other some of our listeners also agreed with us on that as well. Uh, that does let it down, but um, I mean that that bad acting and in that hat is just not a great combination, is it? But, no. Um, Luckily, then, it was only that one scene. It was. And then the other final thing was the robot shoes. Tinfoil shoes. Uh, because yeah. the rest of the robots are so good. Like, they, they look great. They look really effective. And then you just look down and see those shoes. And they do shots of the shoes. And it's literally just, it looks like someone's put tinfoil around some tissue boxes. Well, yeah, they have. Yeah. And <laughs> they actually have. That is what it is. And it, it looks it and it looks so shit compared to like the rest of the outfit. Which I mean they must awesome. have I mean, because the whole set and the design of the whole that those robot, they all look great. They're all here tonight. They look brilliant, don't they? Walking around this theatre. Um and yeah, you just get that shot. I mean, they didn't have to even do a close up of the shoes knowing that they look like that. No, it's I mean, so did... bizarre. But whenever you see them, I'm like, why are they showing these shoes? I would have taken the budget with everybody's hats. I would have not had anybody wearing a hat, used that budget, bought a load of Doc Martens, sprayed them black or silver or whatever, and give them really solid shoes. I mean, yeah. hindsight hindsight is a wonderful thing. Like 40 years ago, <laughs> I had to phone up and be like, by the way, you should have done this. But that's all they needed to do. And it just would have been. They just need a, a solid boot, just they to wear just real. Just wear real that. shoes. Just shoes. Just anybody's shoes would have been so much better than a tissue box. I don't understand. Just any normal shoes sprayed silver. Surely that couldn't have cost that much. No, it's it's really bizarre. It's a really bizarre choice. Yeah, but um, but there it is. There forever watched by millions of people forevermore. Shoebox robots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want me to say the winner? Yes, please. So, the winner of Worst Moment is Zelda's acting scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Zelda. There we are. Uh, Coming to later award. So you can it... have you can have Terry Nations on the house tonight. All of you in the Sand Miner crew in consolation. It, it, it was so weird because it was such a good story. It was such a good concept and idea. And then that just felt so weirdly left field, didn't it? It was so bad and left field. Yeah. I was just like, oh. If that had been great, her scene, it would have sold the whole thing so much more. But that scene just constant. I think about it sometimes, just like, <laughs> and I'm sat there, just how bad that one scene was. Compared to the rest of it, she was so good. She was so good in the rest of it. And then that one scene, it was so hammy. It was so hammy. We'd moved away from that. I'm trying to think of other worst moments. If anybody else's acting has come into worst moment. We've had Pads talking uh, in terms of acting. Um, I'm just trying to see what else. A lot of them are more sort of design. I don't know if anybody's acting has come into it in terms of... uh, Oh, they've been like story points or something. I'm just having a look through. Like we had the whole moment. story of um, 
Oh, the Doctor's Coffee moment. Oh, God, the coffee uh, moment. <laughs> uh, Tom's hit. Worst moment, the music. Yeah, people's an acting scene. This is a proper first time. Eye patch storyline was last time. So, yeah, we haven't really had anyone's bad acting. What was off season one? This is such useful uh, <laughs> wiki page. Oh, oh, the whole of the Edge of Destruction. I mean, Zilda's in good company. Oh, the Robot Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Robot Doctor could be considered bad acting. Sort of acting, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is the first like time it's really stood out enough to be worst moment. Sorry, Zilda. At least it was only one scene. It wasn't like this also story. comes down to the fact that it's so strong, it gets a lot harder, and those moments, like... This that's the sort of hammy acting scene I'd expect in the sixties, not now in season fourteen. And that's why it just stood out so much. I was like, what is happening? And she's so good in the rest of it. It's so frustrating. That when it happened, I was like, what is she doing? What is going on? Like, is it on purpose? I'm so confused. There we are. Well, we are now on to our last category of the night it's been a great night i feel like we've been standing on this stage for quite a long time yes but, i agree i agree but it's been a great it's been wonderful and katarina's done a really good job keeping the lighting going for us we've been on this stage for three weeks so <laughs> we have we've been here a long time oh we're ready to get out of the victorian times after yeah, this we're ready yeah we are yeah it's um the food's not been great i don't know um, i've had a lot of um I know the Muffin Man really well now. Andrew. Really well. <laughs> the Muffin Man. We've been at, staying at Lightfoot's house and you he's got a Muffin great man. buffet. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Do you know, know the, the Muffin, Muffin Man? He lives no. on Drury Lane. <laughs> I wondered why you were saying he was on Drury Lane. <laughs> That's a tune. Uh, well, Martin McCutcheon will be performing that in the bar later, so we'll all get to learn that one. <laughs> right. Um, the uh, Yes, we are announcing. This is, um, what am I talking about? The Surrey and Chesterton Heroic Moment Award. And this one is voted by our coffee members. Right, well, I will announce the nominees. And they are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Giuliano breaking the mould and being open-minded about science in his time in The Mask of Mandragora. I have this theory, you see, that the world is really a sphere. D84 sacrificing himself, the robots of death. Goodbye, my friend. Leela taking the place of a Victorian lady and infiltrating Wang Chiang's lair in the talons of Wang Chiang. And Jago and Lightfoot going off to investigate without the doctor in the talons of Wang Chiang. Well, I'm not so badly brave when it comes to it. I try to be, but I'm not. When it comes to it, I don't suppose anybody is. Yeah, some really good heroic moments there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, I'm yeah. here, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was agreeing, yes. Uh, so, 
Leela had to be there in some way. She's done quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, and we just picked this one moment, didn't we? Because... Well, I think this one stood out for me the most because she's helping somebody else directly. She's helping those Victorian ladies and putting herself up front in danger, going off on her own. I mean, you had her, you wanted her like jumping out the window and all that kind of stuff, being brave. But this is where, I mean, with a companion, sometimes it's slightly different because, well, actually, especially with Leela, because she's already got a knife. She's going around killing people still herself, but actually doing something a bit more with a bit of a plan like I'm going to go here I'm going to follow not just leaping into it where normally she would go into the fight and you know stab someone or kill someone here she's thinking she's plotting through she's putting herself in danger and seeing what happens so because it in in her way that is more of a out of the mould bravery moment yeah um, and Jago and, Light- and Jago and Lightfoot yeah, I mean, you know, our epic duo. How many seasons do they have, Mark? <laughs> at, le- at least 13, possibly more. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they um, are real heroes here because they are the everyday people that have to step up, and that's what this award is about. I mean, Jago is more of a comedy sort of, and a bit more cowardly, and he has that moment where he says to Lightfoot, I'm not actually that brave, really. Lightfoot's a bit more sensible and I think he's scared. He gets scared as well, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they complement each other and they help each other. And they're going through that. They go through the dumb waiter, don't they, and everything. And they get they go off and have and they sort of enjoy the adventure. And you can see exactly why they have thirteen series. And, and they more. this is where like they step out of their characters' comfort zones to like investigate. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Oh, I have to say as well in this one of their series. Right. It's not really spo- I mean, you're not going to listen to them all, so I can spoil them. <laughs> um, in series five, uh, actually, at the end of series four, um, one of the doctors comes and they go off with him for a few adventures, and then he drops them back in the 1960s. So they have a whole series where they're stuck in the 1960s and run like a club in the 60s <laughs> instead of Victorian times. It's great, uh, and investigate stuff in the 60s. Then they go back to their their normal time. So it's it's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, they have they have a wonderful time in their series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But no, they're, they're great. Um, they're really good. Uh, yeah, and um, well, Giuliano. Now you put this one, so you can explain it. Ah, uh, oh, well, 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 I thought you. I love don't get me wrong. There. I love Giuliano, and I'd have just had him in heroically because he had his legs out. But you were the one who was <laughs> like, because of the science, and I was like, and well, no. he's just put Giuliano in a category. I'm up for it. Well, yeah. I mean, it was quite difficult to find other hero moments in this because, like, like I said, it could have all gone down to Leela. But Giuliano stood out in a different way if we're talking about... Because he inherited the kingdom, for want of a better word, and he was more... That whole story was about looking at the science of things, a bit... What's his name? I want to say Galileo, in a Galileo-type um, way, who was ahead of yeah. his time. Didn't get... Didn't he say the world was round or something and nobody believed Yeah, him? and Da Vinci's one of his friends that's yeah. coming and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. All that kind of... So you have that time where mindsets are changing and actually people are being sort of less religious. Isn't that why the Massacre of Andragora went there? Because it was the turning point and it was the last time it could be where people would believe religious stuff and culty stuff and they weren't thinking of 
science as much or it was on the cusp of it or something like that. So Giuliano sort of represents that new world thinking and he's not going to go as uh, people before him. And I can see him running his kingdom in a bit more of an open way. Uh, so he's been brave in that sense of looking ahead and embracing some of the science of his world, although it's very still very primitive at that time. And he's probably going to get a lot of stick for it and people aren't going to believe him and you're going to get that sort of science religion thing. But I can see Giuliano having his own 13 series out there doing the science <laughs> <laughs> doing in Italy. Giulio and Marco investigate. It will be amazing. Uh, so that's why he's there. A bit of an unusual one. Um, but I think he deserves a place and his legs. Obviously. And his legs. And then D84 is the big sacrifice for this ser- series. There's always somebody that sacrifices himself. Yeah. And D84 was quite a surprise, actually, because you don't know what his intentions are to begin with. He's investigating undercover and he's not supposed to speak and Leela discovers that he speaks. And then he becomes a bit of a companion with the Doctor in that story. And then... Yeah, he gets, I think he stabs, yeah, he does what he has to do and he kills himself he at the end. He sacrifices himself, for, yeah. Yeah, and, and he could have gone on. And he's so lovely and, like, they even say something to him, like, you don't need to, and he knows he has to. Um, yeah, you know, but he's a great character running up to it. When that moment happens, you feel quite sad. Yeah. But he's here tonight, so it's all fine. He's been fixed. So, <laughs> but he is brave and have that uh, that robot character that's supposed because he's not, you know, doesn't have the emotions or anything like that. He just does his duty and knows what he has to do. And yeah, it's a really effective moment. It really so is. Eighty four yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. So the votes are in, and I can now reveal the winner. Uh, and. Obviously, this is somebody that Ian would be proud of. Yeah. Sir Ian. Sir Ian. The winner of the Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award Season 14 is... D84 sacrificing himself. Yay! Yay! Well deserved. Absolutely well deserved. Well done. Up there with all of with Charlie the Barman. <laughs> you know what? We always remember Charlie the Barman. We don't always remember the others, but we always remember Charlie the Barman. We um well, yeah. Barbara and the bus. Char- Barbara no. and the bus. Sarah Sarah Jane climbing the scaffolding. The third Doctor facing his fears. Uh, who else have we had? We've had a oh, Wester sacrificing himself in Planet of the Daleks. Do you remember Wester? Sort of. I definitely no. remember Charlie the Barman, though. Miss Hawthorne oh, has won always. that award as well. Yeah, Miss Hawthorne deserved that oh, award. Of course. Uh, Liz being chased in Bessie. That's <laughs> back in the day. Uh, yeah, all of those people. He deserves to place that. D84 with Faria from Enemy of the World. Oh, Faria. Faria. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Charlie the Barman as well. So absolutely well-deserved. What a bunch! What oh, yeah. a lineup! What an amazing lineup! <laughs> <laughs> and who won last time? Amelia Ducar won last time. <laughs> we can't always be to blame for this, can I just say? As it is also voted for by coffee members. So. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. But we didn't have that when Charlie the the we didn't have that when Charlie the barman was around. So and we I only have Charlie the barman. 
forever. So, excellent <laughs> choice for that season's winner. I don't think it's the Doskers without mentioning Charlie. <laughs> it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when we get to this category. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot to take in there and a lot of winners celebrating tonight. I think we're all going to stay here, aren't we? We've got, yeah, Martin McCutcheon's coming on after this to do My Fair Lady. So we are all getting ready for that. Tours will start Um, downstairs, like I mentioned before. Yeah, so if you'd rather have the the dungeon tour, you can do that as well. So it's all all the Victorian entertainment is happening tonight. Uh, And Mr. Sin will do a bit of magic. The Muffin Man's here. He's just bringing in more muffins for everyone to sober up. There we go. There we are. Oh, there's Edith. She is here having a muffin. (laughs) Great. Uh, and also, I'm very excited to say Edith will be out on Blu-ray very soon uh, in the next season two box set. So um, finally, that day has come. Her her moment in the spotlight <laughs> for the wider world I is going to happen Venus, very let's soon. Say that. <laughs> in all her HD. Yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, Right, well, we better we better head off then and we're going to have a bit of a, a week off before we're back again for season 15, 1-5. I know, I can't believe we're at 15. I, and I say this every season, I'm like, I can't believe we're here. But like, yeah, every season it's a surprise to me that I'm still watching it. <laughs> we're over halfway of the classic series. Oh my gosh. We are over halfway. That's nuts. So. Time flies when you're watching Doctor Who. (laughs) Yeah, it does. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho. Let us know what you think about those winners. Uh, uh, You know, were they deserved or not? Was there anybody that we missed? I'm sure there was. I'm sure we will be told. Yes, Uh, we will. (laughs) But then, in the meantime, you... But then join us very soon for the beginning of season 15 and horror of Fang Rock, which I'm quite excited about. Uh, And we'll see how the next season develops. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much, everyone. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.